This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Age of Radio. Pre-roll time. You know the Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly brought to you by Inked Marketing and the Inked Marketing crowd funded comic for this here episode. Well, it's going to go to Tiki Zombie. Ten years ago, the first fan-tiki-tastic issue of Tiki Zombie was published by New Legend Productions. To celebrate the milestone, Michael Gordon and Peter Cutler are publishing a comic featuring all-new material. That's the same creative team, people. So what the hell is Tiki Zombie? You, you, you recognize Tiki Zombie if you saw him for sure. Tiki Zombie is a comic depicting the adventures of a cursed undead lounge owner named Tiki Z and his crew of the mysterious island of Mugabali. Mm-hmm. Take one ounce of childish humor, add one ounce of silly satire, and mix with fruity syrupy passion, Saturday morning suspense, mythical mayhem, and a dash of sweet tropical vibes. Make sure to leave out all the bitters, shake it up and strain into sequential panels, and serve with a stunningly sumptuous cover. The concoction is so powerful, most establishments will not serve an individual more than two, but we encourage you to order as many as you can handle. Mm-hmm. Tiki Zombie, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for this one. Um, it's a project we love on Kickstarter, so yeah, just go to uh, inked.pub slash Tiki Zombie and uh, secure your copy today. Um, <laughs> and it's... Oh, it's right up my alley, people. It looks like a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And um, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a memorable character. If you've been in, around in comics at all within the past decade, you've you've seen Tiki Zombie. So, uh, yeah, get on it. Once again, it's inked.pub slash Tiki Zombie. again and welcome back to the cheers to comics podcast i'm your host brian wayne and this is episode 349 the 349th episode of the cheers to comics podcast will be a creator corner and the creator that cornered on this episode well he's coming out of scout with a new book he goes by jm brant oh yeah he's got a book coming out called swamp dogs that we're going to talk all about and um frankly I'm rather excited about it, but before I get into that, um, uh, I gotta tell you about my uh, my newest affiliate. That's gonna be Nerds Forever. If you're looking for an amazing place to pick up books, whether it's uh, you know, traveling through the country, passing through Newcastle, Wyoming, and visiting their brick and mortar location, or uh, you're one of the majority of the populace that does not live in Newcastle, Wyoming, and you still want some quality service and some amazing comic books, then you head on over to 307 Nerds. Four, the number four ever.com that's 307 nerds forever.com and uh, make sure you use code cheers to save 10% at checkout that's right use code cheers to save 10% on what's already amazingly priced books so uh, 
I'm telling you, the service and quality of Nerds Forever is unmatched. So, uh, yeah, remember, head on over to 307nerdsforever.com and use code CHEERS at checkout to save yourself 10%. Now, with no further ado, I bring to you my conversation with J.M. Brandt. All right, J.M., how are you doing, man? I am doing good. How about yourself? I'm good, man. I am. I'm I'm like always, I'm always better once I get on the mic and start talking comics with the people that make comics. It's you you guys are my superheroes. So this is a it's always an uplifting moment of the in the week for me for sure. So I appreciate you carving out the time, man. I know we've been kind of going back and forth for a couple months now, I feel maybe a, a few weeks at least. So I'm glad we a little bit of ping pong. Yeah, a little bit, but here we are. Finally, the time is now. So, um, yeah, man, it, it's good to have you. Uh, but like with with every new creator that I have on the show, I feel that it's very important that we get to know their origin story. Um, so I, I got I got to know some things about the man that is JM before we jump into Swamp Dogs. Um, so yeah, I, I let's uh let, let, let's start with kind of where it all began. I mean, are you a lifetime comics fan, or um, when did you discover it? I, I'm lifetime comics fan. I mean, uh, uh, when I was growing up, um, I'm a child of the '80s, and so I was all about like um, Super Friends and uh, DC superpowers, action figures, and uh, I, I was uh, super into the Secret Wars figures and stuff. And uh, decided pretty early on that I was a Marvel guy. Okay, and, um, just kind of been lifelong. You know, I, I, I wouldn't say like anything super religious and, you know, I'll have my uh, years where I fall out of it and fall back in and whatever, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, more or less, I'm, I'm a pretty big lifelong comics fan. That's awesome, man. Do you remember any type of creators that, that sparked your, uh, your intrigue early specifically? You know, that's a really good question. Um, I would say that I don't even think as a kid I was aware of creators. Um, you know, looking back on it, uh, especially because I was like um, of the age where like the Marvel trading cards were big. Um, I know that Jim Lee was probably the first name that like I really sort of recognized and, and yeah. uh, familiarized myself with. And uh, Rob Liefeld. And, um, you know, I was just like really into that big whole like extreme 90s. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, like the more pouches, the better for for little jam. And uh, so, you know, it, it never struck me like reading it that uh, comics could be this like really powerful medium, uh, or it could be really anything other than roided out superheroes and uh, cheesecake babes in spandex mm-hmm. um, until. I had probably my teen years. And um, at, at that point, I think I sort of uh, discovered Art Spiegelman and uh, my friends got really into uh, Will Eisner's The Spirit. And then I just started down a weird path. And I'd say I was probably like 11 or 12 when I fell in love with Art Crumb. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, too young to be appreciating him. But. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I was a pervert from the beginning. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I would say, yeah, like probably Ark Ram is um, the, the guy that I grew up idolizing the most. And then, you know, as time went on, I really fell in love with certain writers. And um, I'd say some of the biggest influences on my comic writing are... Uh, Garth Ennis and Mark Millar and nice. uh, uh, Alan Moore, uh, like half of Alan Moore. He's like a, a real, you know, roll the dice. And if it's mm. an even number, it's good. And an odd number, it's like two out there for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think I love Scottish guys. Okay. Like, All right. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I know Ellen Moore is not Scottish, but Millar, Ennis, uh, I think Cy Spurrier is Scottish. I love him, too. And, uh, yeah, and, and just a couple others I wanted to shout out. Uh, Eric Powell and Colin Bunn uh, were both nice. pretty influential with uh, Swamp Dogs. 
I love it. I love it. Uh, when did you start to think that maybe this is something that you wanted to do yourself? It's uh, a really good question. Um, you know, on a couple other podcasts, I had mentioned that uh, the idea for Swamp Dog started out as a movie pitch. I don't think it ever really occurred to me that I could be a comic writer, even though I would have loved it. Like, six-year-old me would have loved it, and 12-year-old me would have loved it, and 18-year-old me would have loved it. So um, I don't know why I never even thought to, to give it a shot. Um, but I, I guess I was in my early 30s before I decided, like, hey, maybe I can actually do this and, and make a go of it. Nice. Nice. Um, uh, so I, I see that you're, a, you're clearly a, a horror movie fan doing a book like this. You gave me a sneak peek at this uh, ahead of time. So you're obviously influenced by horror. Um, I, were, were you, uh, uh, what, what type of horror were you into? I mean, it, it's such a broad genre. It is, yeah. No, it's a, it's a really big playground. Um, the truth is I'm, I'm kind of just a horror nut in general. Um, I've seen, uh, like, I, I'm kind of a, a fan of using the site Letterboxd, if you're familiar with it. Um, you know, it's like a movie nerd uh, rating and reviewing website and app. And uh, I went through, and it looks like I've seen about a thousand horror movies. So like, <laughs> I covered quite a bit. Um, I'd say probably I wind up liking the Italian splatter stuff the most and uh, stuff that's supernatural, things with monsters. Okay. Not as much into the slasher stuff, but, you know, a good slasher is good uh, for, for different reasons than something else. Um, and I'd say ultimately, like, my favorite is, like, a psychological uh, mind-bending horror, um, which Swamp Dogs is not. <laughs> i love it i love it well uh, the, the the horror genre in comics is like blasted off in the last like year and a half two years it went from being it was a rare occasion to find a gem in that genre um to i mean it's it's all over the place now i mean it's people have figured out this 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 genre and how to tell a good horror story in comics without the usual horror story tropes that movies rely on like sound um so uh yeah i mean what, what, are you, do you read any horror comics now or are you, are you a fan of anything being made now yeah yeah no I, I i actually that's kind of more or less primarily what i'm reading these days um i've gotten like i discovered it late like i knew about it and uh to be perfectly honest the name really threw me off um i never liked the name hellboy but i mm -hmm. fell in love with Hellboy. Uh, like, Mike Manola's uh, universe is just, it's, it's everything I want comics to be and more. Um, you know, it's uh, touching and it's beautiful and it's haunting and it's scary and it's filled with action and it's full of, like, esoteric uh, cryptids and mythological characters, you know, from folk horror and stuff. And, uh, um, you know, it, it elicits, like, pretty much every emotion under the sun. So I, I've been a really big fan of that stuff uh, over the last few years. Um, the other horror that I'm reading right now, I would say um, I just started reading Something is Killing the Children. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I kind of, apart from some Marvel books, had more or less been out of current comics for the last few years. And then when I woke back up, it was like James Tinian rules the universe. And so I was like, I want to see what this Tinian's all about. And then I, I looked at him uh, on Instagram and I said, wow, he's a handsome fellow and he's like a fellow um, beardo like me. And so I, I should give him a shot. And his stuff has been awesome. So um, I just read the first um, trade of Nice House on the Lake. That was really good. Uh, something is killing the children's really interesting. Um, other horror that I'm reading right now, my mind is blanking. I just got two moons. I really want to read that. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, there's, there's, I haven't, I haven't checked that one out yet. Um, I'm a little behind on Nice House, and something is killing the children. Like that's just, that's, <laughs> that, that's taken the world by storm right now. I mean, that is <laughs> all of the hype behind that is justified for sure. Uh, Tinian, uh, he's he's just as awesome of a person as he is a, a writer as well. So I mean, it's just, I, I had the opportunity to meet him a few years ago, like way before Batman was a thought. Like I think the ah oh, shoot, what was no? I'm I, I mixed up. I was thinking of someone else for a second. Um, I'm trying to think of what he was doing at the time when when I met him. I mean, it was oh some uh, that's what it was. It was uh he was just doing the the Dark Knight's um, metal like um. Uh, our spinoff books like he that that's what he was doing at the time so yeah no i mean and now he's he's dc well was dc's golden boy <laughs> um but uh yeah no i mean everything the guy touches is just gold it seems so uh yeah no those are definitely some uh some uh that, that's a creator to keep an eye on for sure to look to look for for inspiration oh, um so i mean you 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 have swamp what's that Oh, I, I was just saying, it's also really interesting what he did with, like, going off on his own. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That... I, I don't want to write the most popular comic book character of all time anymore. I'm going to do my own thing on my own platform. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. He's trailblazing for sure. Um, it's uh, I'm, I'm very curious to see what this the Substack thing turns into, because it's man, it, it's 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 earth shaking. I mean, it. it batman isn't good enough for you like what what i mean it gets better than batman i mean that that's that's raising the bar for all of the comic creators out there it's crazy bet on himself and that's really gutsy especially in a world where like i mean i guess he would be one of the biggest celebrity writers out there but you know to say like oh i don't need the big two i can just do this on my own and not even like just do uh, uh, some sort of partnership with Image or something like that, where it's creator own. Uh, but but to like you said, blaze a trail. Um, it's going to be really interesting. I, I'm really curious to see where it goes and you know what happens with that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's got my eyes peeled for sure. I mean, I I can't look away from it now. I mean, any any time his name comes up or. The word any it doesn't have to be substack, it could be sub anything, subway, and I'm like James Tennant. Like, <laughs> I want to know. Like, it's, I, it's uh um so you 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 have this idea, Swamp Dogs, and you have it um as a movie idea. Uh what what's the process of you know going from you know it's gonna be a movie to okay, I'm gonna turn this into a comic book. Talk about that a little bit. Uh you know, um the process was uh, I, I pitched it as a movie. Uh, the pitch didn't go anywhere because I was kind of going through uh, some people that were of... What's a nice way of saying it? Not that I think he's going to listen or anything, but um, people of maybe like dubious reliability mm -hmm. uh, in order to pitch it. Like, you know, it Understood. Like, yeah, it was, it was like through a couple intermediaries. Like I never actually talked to the producers it just seemed like this guy uh it, it was it was one every once in a while in your life you wind up meeting somebody that just seems to have like a like a good luck stink on them you know mm. like we're kind of like no matter what happens like all kinds of weird opportunities arise out of it mm -hmm. this guy was one of those good luck stink people and just sort of randomly had met the producers for like the Halloween franchise. And um, he was uh, an aspiring filmmaker at the time and uh, was sort of pitching them on stuff. And uh, through that had asked me to pitch on some horror movies. And, um, you know, when that didn't seem to go anywhere, I was like, okay, well, this idea is just too fucking good to like not do something with. And so I would just like be thinking of it day in, day out, in the shower mostly, uh, just sort of daydreaming about it, how I would change things, what I would do, uh, like different moments, different visuals that I had for it. And it occurred to me like, well, 
like I could write it out because that's really what I wanted to do was like be like a short fiction writer and do a couple novels here and there, but uh, mostly mostly short horror fiction. And um, you know, it, it just occurred to me that there were certain visuals that were just so powerful inside of this story that I wanted to be able to actually have people see it as opposed to just imagine it with my words. Not that I doubt my writing ability to, like, you know, conjure mental images or anything, but I kind of wanted the exact ability to, like, direct the image in their head as opposed to, you know, uh, allow some sort of wiggle room for interpretation, if that makes any sense. Gotcha. So so, uh, comic became the next logical step for me. And um, at the time... um, I was also speaking to Stuart Gordon uh, here and there. He's like a famous cult horror director that uh, recently passed away. And um, so in my head, it was like this, oh, I will make it a comic. Stuart Gordon will see how awesome it is as a comic, and then it'll be a movie again. Um, so so that's sort of like how how that transition went. I dig it. I dig it. Um, cause, I mean, we, we, we see it quite often. I mean, it's it's not uncommon at all for somebody to have an idea for a movie and then realize that it's the, I mean, the best way to have that vision brought to life, at least the first time it was, you know, a, a comic book. And then from there, I mean, it's uh, who, who knows? I mean, it, it, it could be a movie at that point. It might not be. I mean, it, it's but the, the fact is, is that your vision's out there and somebody got to see it and in some way, shape or form. See, I mean, like the actual visuals that you're uh, picturing, you know, as as the, the creator of this story. So, I mean, I'm I'm all for it. Um, so uh, now you have Swamp Dogs and it's it's coming through Scout. So, I mean, talk about you, know, you, you pitched a movie now. I mean, who who are you pitching uh, Swamp Dogs to? I mean, it's, what was the uh, the pitching process like there before Scout picked it up? You know, the the, the pitching process was interesting. It was um, at the time I was writing for an entertainment website called Screenrant. Okay. Like listicles and stuff, and uh, you know, like uh, what was it like the fifteen funniest horror comedies of all time, and like the the best. Marvel comic character costume upgrades of all time, and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just clickbait stuff. And um, I, I ran into my co-writer Theo Presidis through that, and we sort of discovered that we had like a, a mutual appreciation of horror and cult films, and you know, heavy music, and you know, more or less just like our, our tastes lined up really, really, really uh, astonishingly, and. Uh, at the time, he was, I guess, working on pitching an idea to Image Comics, and he pitched this idea, and apparently within 30 minutes, they accepted his pitch idea. And um, Yeah, I know, right? And uh, so I was like, oh, man, I could really do with somebody that has that kind of luck and that kind of a knack for getting stuff done. Um, and it occurred to me after he successfully... Like, that wasn't the only thing that he had done. Um, Theo also curated a music festival in Greece for a few years that had a band that I really admire, uh, headline and, like, you know, go across uh, the ocean to Greece to to headline it. Um, He had an art show from this, like, prolific, like, the most famous metal band logo designer ever, uh, Christopher Spagel. I I don't know his name. And uh, so I was like, okay, Theo is not only like a rad dude, but he gets stuff done. And he seems to just have this way about him. Like, I I guess technically that same good luck stink that Mm -hmm. I I was thinking about with the Halloween producer guy. And um, so I brought him on and I was like, hey, man, like, I really need a a North Star to sort of um, temper myself. Um, I'm sort of like a notoriously flighty kind of writer in a way i I begin to doubt myself very quickly and uh i start a bunch of projects but don't see them through and um so i wanted someone there to hold myself accountable to and i wanted someone there that shared my aesthetic and my 
vision for ideas and uh, it, the fact that he already had an image book coming out really made it uh, make a ton of sense. And so we started out by pitching the image and I guess between Two Moons and Stray Dogs, so a, a horror Civil War book that we didn't know about and then a horror book with an astonishingly similar title um, coming up that we also didn't know about. It didn't make sense for Image to pick us up. And so we went to a few different publishers um, and nobody really seemed to be the right fit. Uh, at the time, we had a different artist um, on board and uh, like a very different art style that didn't look as traditionally comic as as it does now, if that makes any sense. Okay. So I think that art style maybe turned off a few publishers, even though I think it's a really cool art style. And I'd really like to work with um, the artist Anthony Galatis at a certain point. I know he's going to wind up doing a cover for us at some point too. So, nice. yeah, I, I'm excited for that. And he's really begun to make a name for himself also. Uh, but we wound up with a deal with a, another publisher, not Scout, and um, we were working on that, and then Anthony's timeline changed, and his ability to get the book done changed based off of, you know, um, with a small press, you're, you're not really, for a lot of publishers, you're not getting money up front, and he just had needs uh, as far as, like, uh, the time that he had drawing it had to be paying work. And so we moved on from Anthony mutually. And, um, you know, in the search for a new artist, we decided to try it again once we had those few pages uh, drawn out and, you know, see if there was a, a different fit for, for the, the book. And um, Scout was one of the first people that we approached after that. And, um, it was right after Black Caravan had launched, and it just um, seemed like a match made in heaven. Yeah, no, I, I'd, I'd agree with that too. I mean, this is uh, this has Scout written all over it. I mean, it feels like a Scout branded book. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a Scout fanboy. I mean, I they're they're uh, an affiliate of the show. Um, I mean, I I I love everything Scout, but um, yeah, no, I mean, like I said, it was. That that alone, right there. I mean, when when you, I, I got the uh, the email from you saying, "Hey, I'm uh, I got I got this book." All I had to do, I just the word "scout" stood out, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't care what it is. I mean, it, scout's not gonna <laughs> scout's not gonna put out something bad. Like they they know my taste buds and comics, and I mean, yeah, no, I, I've yet to be uh, unimpressed. Let's put it that way. Um, so yeah, I mean, you you have Swamp Dogs here. This is a uh, do. Let's see. Uh, coming out mid-October? Uh, yeah, uh, the, the date that um, Diamond gave was October 13th. Okay, nice. Nice, it's right around the corner. And it's, uh, it's up for pre-order now. Um, let's, uh, let's, uh, do, you, do you know the code off the top? Probably not off the top, huh? Yeah, I've typed it into Instagram enough times. It's uh, <laughs> August, like, so AUG21206. Gotcha. Right on. Right on. So yeah, no, it'll definitely be on uh be featured in Polis Priorities when it's up for uh uh due for pre-order. Um so I mean let's let, let's let's talk about what the hell Swamp Dogs is, man. I mean you said it's a uh it's a civil war type of horror story, but um I mean let, let, let's uh let's let's hear your words. Yeah, sure. Um you know the the pitch that I gave to the whole creative team uh when I tried getting them to work on it uh was a young lesbian couple and a goofy stoner metal band versus uh, voodoo-powered undead Confederate soldiers. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so, I mean, where, where, where does this uh, where does this stem from? Are you are you a history buff or? You know, it actually it started out as um, it started out as a remake of a, an Ital uh, sorry a Spanish horror film. Uh, called Tombs of the Blind Dead, which uh, was about, I think, in Portugal, like these crusaders had come back from Egypt or something, learning Satanism and black magic and, you know, dark rituals, and then they come back from the dead and 
Um, they're, they're blind, but they, they still hunger for blood and uh, flesh. And um, so it sort of evolved from that as, as sort of like a foundation. And uh, we, we wanted to sort of take the idea of soldiers coming back or soldiers like establishing like a kingdom of their own and, and discovering dark ways and uh, allowing their greed and their evil and their sadism to take over. And so, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was sort of more along the lines of wanting to really update, you know, that storyline from that movie and, and make it something that was more relatable and I thought more horrific. And, um, you know, from there, the, the idea just jumped and Theo was a horror, uh, sorry, a history buff. And uh, he really dug into the Civil War aspect of it. And uh, with me, I just kind of got more into the horror lore of everything. You know, um, you know, like I said earlier, I'm a, like an avid horror fan. So I've seen like a thousand plus horror movies. And um, I, don't, I don't know how to say this without making myself sound terrible. But, um, I don't think originality exists the way that people want originality to exist in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Not as me. Originality is sort of like who can blend their influences the best to come up with a new flavor, right? Yep. Like you know, you know, every rock band is using the same instruments. Like it's it's all been figured out, but there's still new, amazing, inspiring. Um, uh, music to come out every single year. You know, there's there's always like a new song that comes out that just uh, amazes people. And and I think it's that way with horror too. Is you have the confines and you have the history of the genre, and then you just have to figure out how you want to turn it into your own thing. Use everything that's inside your head and blend it up and and come up with this like secret sauce that's. Uh, very uniquely you, um, you know, in this sort of like postmodern society that we live in. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, I, I love it, man. I love it. Um, so uh, now, um, uh, as far as uh, the, the plan for Swamp Dogs, is this something that you want to see go ongoing or uh, is it a contained mini series or what's yeah. the what's the goal? So, so um, the goal is to be like. Hellboy and uh, have sort of like a Swamp Dogsiverse, I guess you would call it. And nice. I, I know it's it, that's that's like the flavor of the day is, uh, you know, everything has to be a, a verse, right? You know, it's the Universal Monster Verse with Tom Cruise, and it's the, the Godzilla Verse, and it's the this verse and that verse. Um, but we, we really did have an idea for two really cool uh, ongoing series to sort of spin out of this uh, mini-series that we're doing. So um, what's coming out in October is a five-issue mini-series, uh, House of Crows, and uh, Crows came out weird, sorry. I love it. <laughs> um, House of Crows is like a five-issue mini-series, and it's going to work like a horror movie. Like, it's going to feel like you're sitting down to an old 70s 80s horror movie and uh, from there we take those ideas and we take the swamp dogs and we extrapolate on that and it's like okay so what does the world look like after monsters didn't exist for god knows who long how long and then all of a sudden you have these voodoo powered sadistic undead confederates running around and you know what changes and how do things change and uh, we go near future with something that we're going to call Pets Unleashed. So Swamp Dogs Pets Unleashed. And then we go slightly more distant future with something called Swamp Dogs uh, War Pigs. Nice. Oh, I love that title. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's kind of that metal influence, right? You know, uh, oh, yeah. metal, metal sort of like is one of the unifying things between Theo and I. And uh, we, we want it to sort of be front and center with a lot of what it is that we're doing with the, these stories. So um, 
yeah, the, the plan is two ongoing series out of it at least. We are trying to figure out a third ongoing series to go out of it also. Um, but we came up with these like really cool backstories for all the different Confederates. So um, the, the House of Crows, there's a little bit that takes place during Civil War times and, and just after the Civil War, but um, most of it takes place in present day. And um, with the Confederates themselves, we came up with these like really elaborate, rooted in alternate history backstories. So we would very happily do mini series based off of that, and uh, you know wh whatever else. Uh, there, there's going to be a lot of personality to these uh, monsters, and um, so anybody that fans really sort of glom onto, uh, we would be happy to elaborate on. I love it. I know you, I mean, I, I like how you touched on everything's got to be in a universe, but I th there's a reason why people keep doing us because it's successful. I think us as readers and fans, I think we, we, we like that. We enjoy it. You know, having these, uh, these, these universes, these giant sandboxes where, I mean, we could be playing on this end, but meanwhile, other stuff, I mean, could still be developing too, that could eventually all mix up with this. And I, I mean, I, I think that that works so well and, all different like you said there's so many different universes out there and i i i am all for a, a, another one being being developed and created because swamp dogs i mean it, it feels like it could easily easily just have this this plethora of amazing characters to fall in love with and play with so yeah no i, I dig it man no uh, I, i'm really looking forward to it and yeah i mean you know the universes are a dime a dozen um, but really, the, the number that successfully work, um, you could probably count on one or two hands. <laughs> Part of it is you have to have a unifying vision, but at the same time, um, you have to figure out why it's a universe as opposed to just like one story. You know, it's like um, with this, this is like an earth shattering thing. You know, it's, it's you and me talking on a podcast. Uh, living our daily life, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, holy shit, um, voodoo is real, and like dark magic is real, and people can come back from the dead, and um, probably the worst possible people to come back from the dead have. And, and so <laughs> the, the question of like, how do things change after that? It kind of got me thinking, you know, um, The Walking Dead sort of had me thinking that way you know you listen to kirkman and he said like his pitch was um we all see the zombie movie but we don't know what happens after the zombie movie yeah no that's that's <laughs> that's true that's true that's like i mean shit that's a great tagline um and i, I never really uh I never really thought of it like that but i mean that, that's why the walking dead worked and I mean, then that's just another universe that's going to continue to expand and grow. And yeah, um, I'm, I'm not sure about in comics, but outside of comics, it is. So, I mean, it, yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it's weird finding the right recipe for, you know, getting one of these, these like we keep using the term universes. But yeah, to, to get them to actually work, because as many as there are, like you said, there's 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 very few of them that are memorable that live on you know i mean everybody has this grandiose vision but i mean universe is a broad term i mean you, you want to create a universe you better have a lot of shit to put in it <laughs> you know like that's uh, it's a universe and that, i think that's where a lot of people fall because they try to you know create this whole big giant thing but meanwhile they just keep following the same storyline and um yeah no that's a uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm real. I'm real anxious to see what type of um, world the Swamp Dogs builds up because it, it really does have a lot of potential as far as really expanding. And I'm, I'm digging the characters uh, the, the right, right off the bat. I mean, it's uh, you, you want to know everything about them. Like you, you put them in situations immediately. You're like, well, why, why, why are you like this? You know, who hurt you? It's awesome. It's it's very intriguing for sure. And uh, the 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 uh, the music aspect of it, man. Knowing that you're a metal fan, like that's that's gonna grab me in a book every time, man. It, it, like that's, I mean, when you said war pigs, I'm like that's that's 
the greatest thing in my life is fucking more pigs. So, uh, you know, I mean, name, name it a, 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 um, a volume after it. It just, uh, it, it, it says so much for where this, uh, this series is going. So it's very exciting, Jam. It really is, man. Uh, I think you got a, I think Scout has a hit on their hands. I, 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 they got a lot of stuff coming out right now, but I think this one, this is going to be one of the ones that, that shines. They have a lot of shiners. What am I saying? <laughs> they do. They do. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I really, I'm, I'm not going to compare myself to my label mates uh, from Black Caravan because, you know, we're all special in our own ways. Uh, but I, I do have faith that this is going to be a hit. And, and the way that I've been pitching it to different comic shops and everything is... Um, I've been telling them that we're a grower, like a grower and not a shower. Um, <laughs> you know, the first book, uh, the feedback that we've gotten on it is like, wow, you're throwing a lot of stuff at us. And we kind of don't know how it all intertwines. We kind of don't know where it's going. And um, that was sort of the idea. You know, we're, we're working with five issues and we wanted to be this sort of self-contained thing. We wanted a handful of hanging threads from the first one and um, sort of round out, you know, with the second one, introduce you to uh, more of the relatable characters, um, more of the characters that you're going to love to follow. Um, the metal band, uh, it, it t- a lot of the issue takes place at a Halloween party and uh, for the first issue, and the band uh, in the Halloween party become main characters in issue two and beyond. And um, so, you know, we're, we're kind of just introducing people to um, the, the people that you're going to want to get to know before you want to see them get dismembered. I dig it. I dig it. And I, I like that you bring that up too, because I had a sense. Like there's characters in here that are mentioned, but you don't really get to get to really see them and know what they're about but you still have this the sense of their personality and what they're about you know this 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 guy drags this girl to the show every single you know all the time and you know i mean like she's she's bored and i mean there's mm. but meanwhile the whole time i'm not i'm focusing on this character that's not really on on panel you know so you do a good job of bringing in you know the intrigue for obviously you're going to bring in this character later on, you know? And so it's got me excited for that. And I don't know, man, I, I think it's, uh, I, you, you did touch on that, you know, it, it, it's a, a combination of a few different things going on at once. You're not really sure how it's going to mold together, but at the same time, you know, it's obviously all going to come together. So, I mean, you just got to buckle up and <laughs> enjoy the ride in the meantime, man. And this is, I, I, I dig it, man. I, I really do. This is a, uh, I, I think you got some here, JM. Uh, I'm <laughs> Swamp Dogs. Just a, uh, what a name, dude. That, that, that name in itself. Like, it sounds badass. It's, it, it's, it's, it's going to bring people in, man. Um, it, it sucks that Stray Dogs had to be coming out at the same time, <laughs> you know, because it's, it's, ah, uh, because it's, it's so different. Like, it's, it's, a billion percent different there's 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 no similarities at all other than the fact that they're in a horror genre together but once again i mean apples and oranges it's <laughs> very different but um yeah no i i like the fact that it's with scout i i do i i think uh i don't know i just i, I don't think it would have done as well with image to be honest i i think this is a book that scout is going to champion because they that's what they do, man. I, I think the uh, the recruiting process for, for Scout is a lot more refined than Image now. I think Image is like, oh, yeah, anybody can come. Um, you know, I'm not saying every, there, there's, I don't know. I've just, I've yet to see something bad come out of Scout. You know, and there's, I've, I've had a few uh, eyebrow raisers come out of Image. Going, why, why, why did you allow that? But um, so, I, like I said, I just, Scout has the, uh, uh, I'm trying to find the right word. Um, the the resume, to, you know, the, the 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 success rate. So I I think you're in good hands, man. They've got like a very high batting average. Yes. Uh, Black Caravan has a very sort of discerning eye for the projects that it's taking on. I think because uh, Rich and Joe, the the co-publishers of Black Caravan the Horror Imprint, 
um, because they're creators themselves and mm-hmm. because they have successful books themselves, they really only take on projects that they feel are special because they don't really have a ton of time to be championing, you know, a hundred different titles or something. You know, they they want to handpick stuff that they think represents their vision for what um, horror and comics should be. And, um, you know, I've, I've heard of a few people that have been turned away since we got signed on and a few people that got turned away before us. Uh, apparently there were even a couple uh, Civil War-ish books that were pitched to them and it just wasn't the right fit for them. So, um, you know, I, I, I do think that they... Uh, have an eye towards books that that aren't just cool stories in and of themselves, but also maybe have the potential for something else. You know, like they they have this uh, collectibles department, tracker collectibles, and I think they are thinking in terms of that, you know, what can be merchandise. Um, They have a first look deal with Mosaic, so they're looking at properties that would make sense in sort of the multimedia world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think with all that in mind, they, they're really taking on only stuff that they think is really going to put the best light on them. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm a, 100% agree there, man. It's, uh, it really is the best fit. Um, shoot, is there, a, is there anything else about Swamp Dogs that we need to know before I let you get back to it? Um, yeah, you know, uh, there is, um, I, I think that issue one is like really fun. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm just going to say it, you know, uh, obviously I'm a little biased, uh, because I've only been daydreaming about it for, you know, 15 years and (laughs) several, um, I think it's a lot of fun, but I don't want people to just get issue one on spec and be like, okay, let's hope this turns into a movie and let's move on. Um, read the book. Uh, issue one is good. Issue two is more fun in a lot of different ways. Uh, issue two is really going to be funny. Uh, it's going to introduce you to a lot uh, more characters that you're going to enjoy. Um, issue three is going to be a flashback issue, which is like almost all Civil War stuff. And it's going to be really brutal. It's going to be... It's gonna be very i'm not going to say torture porn but it's 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 going to be heavy and issues four and five is like when uh the shit really starts hitting the fan and the the horror sort of like um culminates and uh we get our our cathartic release that that we've been looking for so it's going to be a really fun short ride uh that you should hold on to for for all five issues I love it. I, I, I like that you said don't pick issue uh, one up just on spec. Um, because here's the well, what a lot of these new speculators jumping into the market don't understand now is nothing is spec worthy if you don't continue to pick up issue number two and three and four. Yeah, uh, because nothing's going to get fucking made if nobody buys it from then on out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like totally. If, if all you're buying is issue one and uh, we, we see a huge sophomore slump for issue two, uh, your investment of 10 copies of 9.8 uh, Swamp Dog issue ones is going to be worth diddly <laughs> because because you stop buying after issue one. Um, you know, I, I mean, to that end, we, we have a lot of really awesome variant covers that are coming out, and I've sort of been working really hard on getting a lot of those out, not just for, like, the collector aspect, but just because I really like seeing artists uh, play around with my characters. So there's some really cool variant covers out there for anybody that's interested in that. Hell yeah, man! Uh, <laughs> that's that's another thing that Scout does well too. I mean, they're they're able to 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 find some amazing cover artists out there. I I really look for. Can you name a few or a couple um, off the top of your head? Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, we we just we what we've been doing is we've been going to like all the main uh, horror websites that are out there. Uh, because I, I figure it's a lot easier to get a horror fan interested in a comic book than a comic book fan interested in a horror book. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, you know, horror is horror no matter the media. But if you're reading just 
superhero comics, you might not really care about a horror book. Um, so we've been focusing on the horror fan, and uh, so all the top horror websites have been unveiling different coverage for us. Um, Things from Another World um, has a nice. really awesome John Carpenter tribute cover for the, the movie The Fog, uh, done by Casey Parsons. Uh, nice. We have uh, Rabbit Comics has a John Desjardins uh, variant cover. Uh, ECGCE and Third Eye Comics has a beautiful Chuma Hill cover that's all watercolor. Um, Comic Book Kingdom of Canada has a really cool uh, uh, Sajad Shah cover that's like, um, it, it really reminds me of like a J. Scott Campbell cover. Yes. Uh, boobs and all. CKC puts out some amazing covers, man. They, 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 they have some, ah, uh, the stuff that I have so. I'm not, I'm not huge on getting exclusives because I don't always know where to go. But for whatever reason, th- those Comic Kingdom exclusives, like I, I have an abundance of them because they just get banger artists on them. And, oh, so good, man. Yeah, no, there's some really good ones out there. I think uh, all told, we're going to have like 20 different covers uh, for issue one. So that's kind of a lot for a small press book, um, especially for newcomers. Uh, but I, I think all the covers are really cool and really special in their own ways. There's a few real bangers that we haven't uh, unveiled yet. And, uh, you know, over the next month and a half before issue one comes out, uh, we're, we're going to be unveiling all that. And you can always just, like, follow us on the interwebs uh, for any cover reveals. And we're probably going to put together, like, a list of where you can find all the covers at a certain point. Oh yeah, I can't wait to see it. I, I'm, I'm frothing trying to figure out what what type of uh, imagery can come out of <laughs> the the cover art from this uh, this series after having the privilege of reading it ahead of time, man. Because there's some there's some juicy stuff in here for sure. I, I I could see so many amazing different covers coming from all different types of angles with this. I mean, everything from I mean your your Civil War era type of stuff to I mean, like I said, that that metal rock and roll music. Ah, oh, man. Yeah. There's so much possibility with this. Focus on the band, which I thought was interesting. And uh, so far, we really haven't gotten all that many like Civil War angles, which I thought was really, you know, hmm. I, I would have expected a, a little bit more of that. But, you know, um, that's one of the beauties of working with all these different artists is you get to see what's on their mind. and what Yeah. And, um, you know, as the issues get on, um, the Swamp Dogs themselves get a lot weirder looking, a lot weirder looking. And um, uh, so it's, it's going to make for some really cool covers. So we, we just got our one in 10 variant cover for issue two. And uh, that's being done by Christian Bari, who, um, you know, has a, a handful of scout books out himself. And uh, that's going to be like a killer. Like everybody's going to want to pick that one up. So badass, man! I can't wait to see them all. Oh, that's so badass. Um, damn, Jay, I mean, this is uh, this has been fun. I've I've had a lot of fun talking Swamp Dogs, man. Getting to know you, I think. Uh, I have a feeling we're gonna be doing this again. I mean, once you're once you're uh, you're you're putting out scout books, I think you're just automatically on my radar. So uh, <laughs> it's uh, good things coming for you, man. I I, I could smell it. I do. I, I think this is another one of those uh, those scout staple books that it's gonna it's gonna go places man and there's a there's a lot of really good titles coming out of scout that could be what you know their whole universe himself i mean white ash is creating a universe and um i mean there there, there's a few of them for sure but this this is another i think there's so much room at scout that's the beautiful thing is because they're not just throwing everybody on the ship you know there is a very refined scouting process going into it all and uh yeah i mean this is I could see easily see how this makes the cut. So I'm 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 so happy for you, man. This this uh, this vision of 15 years coming to light. I can't wait for the, for that excitement to see this book on the shelf for you, man. I'm uh, I'm so happy for you, Jan. This is awesome. I'm, I'm really excited too. Like every part of this process has been like so much fun and so exciting and challenging in its own way. And uh, I'm I'm already happy and I already consider it a success, but. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be something different seeing my first book up on the shelves. 
Awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, uh, do you want to shout out your uh, social media tags so people know where to follow you? I know you're on Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm on Twitter. Uh, my personal Twitter is uh, M-R-J-M Brandt. That's E-R-A-N-D-T. Um, you can actually find everybody's uh, social media handles at our website, which is swampdogscomic.com. And yeah, it, like some of us, like we each have our strengths, you know, some of us are more on Twitter, some of us are more on Facebook, some of us are more on Instagram, but uh, uh, swampdogscomic.com will have everything, and it's got also a feed of the comics Instagram, which is at swampdogscomic, and that's where we've been showing all the covers after the different websites. In awesome, man. Hell yeah. Uh, man, this is a, this really has been a lot of fun. I thank you so much for your time, Jam. I look forward to the next time we get a chat, man. Yeah, definitely. Me too. All right, brother. Well, you stay safe out there. We'll talk soon. All right. Take care. Well, cheers. Why can't he put you in the shark? Because you can't grapple a ghost. <laughs> Fucking obviously. You can't, he's a ghost. You can't. Grapple a ghost! Beans, cool. I can't, there's already a dead body involved! Exactly! Hey, fool, sometimes when you do some crime, people die, and it's okay. We're the Broken Lords. We provide the finest actual play RPG related nonsense this side of the internet. Follow us on Twitter at Lords Broken and give us a listen on any major podcasting platform. Well, there you go. Another creator has been cornered. Episode 349 in the books. How about J.M. Brana? If you didn't know him before, you're definitely going to know his name in the future. Uh, Well, you probably do now if you listen to this podcast. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, man, Swamp Dogs. I'm stoked. Another Scout book. Oh, man, it's going to be good. It's going to be real good. Um, so yeah, remember, follow J.M. Brant on all of his social medias, and uh, yeah, stay tuned for Swamp Dogs coming real soon. Um, yeah, actually, you can go to just swampdogscomic.com. That would probably be the best place for you to follow him. And uh, yeah, also remember, check out 307nerdsforever.com. Remember to follow Inked Marketing if you're looking to get into the crowdfunding campaigning type of situations, because Inked Marketing has your back. And um, uh, remember, always visit cheerstocomics.com. It is your uh, your all-in-one source for Cheers to Comics content, whether it's blogs or videos or stuff that you may not know about outside of just listening to the podcast on Spotify or wherever you listen to the podcast. So, oh, cheers to comics.com. Now, I will uh, talk to you the next time there's things about comics to talk about. I command you stay safe and read responsibly. Cheers, you fuckers. Hi, you're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey, this is Ed Brisson, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. Podcast recommendations, you ask? Brian Wayne here, co-curator of The Apocalypse, And I know that sounds gnarly. That's because it is gnarly, man. The Apocalypse. What is The Apocalypse? The Apocalypse is a culmination of the gnarliest podcast, independent podcast the internet has to offer. So instead of trying to go to Twitter the next time you uh, need a new podcast to listen to and try to get Twitter famous, podcast recommendations, please. Just think The Apocalypse, man. And it's ironic because The Apocalypse is only the beginning. It's only the beginning. Just go to podchaser.com. It's it's in the top list. The top list in the whole world. So whether you're looking for true crime, sports, uh, role-playing, uh, I don't know, anything, anything. Think of a podcast. It's on the apocalypse. It's like the apocalypse with a D. 
Hmm. And do not forget to follow The Apocalypse on Twitter as well. Once again, that is The Apocalypse. If you're looking for a podcast recommendation, The Apocalypse is sure to have something for you. Good morning. Brian Wayne here to tell you about my new podcast, The Real Brains. The Real Brains podcast is a show coming out daily dedicated to the everyday struggle of just the average human being. From troubles with rage to uh, anecdotes about uh, very strange human interactions, this podcast really is just a uh, somebody that's all too familiar with the struggle. I'm here to let you know that you are not alone, so come laugh at uh, our pain together every single weekday, every place you can catch a podcast. Check out The Real Brains with Brian Wayne. Remember, stay sane. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. 